0: Introduction The genesis of this book was a series of tweets I wrote called Words You Will Never Hear God Say. I have a list of about 125 of these little statements, such as I keep a record of wrongs. You are the child I never wanted. I will let you keep your most precious lies. You overestimated Jesus. I need you. You get the concept when we look at negative space what god would not say we can see the positive space from a different perspective the exercise is often rude in that it might challenge our paradigms and assumptions but that alone would be a momentous payoff potentially it is an enlightening and helpful exercise by looking at something god would not say we are better able to examine ideas we have assumed to be true, often exposing lies we tell ourselves about God. In my novel Eve, one of the characters makes a statement in the first chapter that has become increasingly significant to readers. Choose your question carefully. One good question is worth a thousand answers. The world I grew up in did not place a high value on questions. At best, questions were a sign of ignorance, and at worst, they were deemed evidence of rebellion. Anyone who disagreed with our theology, science, or even opinion was an enemy or a target. What mattered was certainty. As I have aged, hopefully with grace, my life has been more about being open to a thousand answers than it has been about being right. It has taken me a long time to become a good hearer, one who isn't listening only in order to defend or declare, but one who allows a conversation to challenge and perhaps even change assumed ways of seeing. In my younger years, I presented myself as a person of intelligence and rationality. This image allowed me to hide inside my ideas trying to avoid the messiness of real-life and authentic relationships. I used this persona as a defense mechanism and a safety wall to keep people at a distance. I thought I'd fooled them. But it turned out that I was smart and creative, which empowered me to stay aloof and isolated and do damage to others through my words. You might have respected me for my persuasive argumentation, but you wouldn't have liked me. Thankfully, I've changed a great deal. The inner house of my soul has been massively and painfully deconstructed, and my broken heart has undergone arduous reconstruction. But like the rest of us, there is plenty of finish work still to do in my own heart and mind, always being and becoming. I was raised in a Western evangelical Protestant tradition. There is no such thing as a pure heritage. The beautiful and edifying are entangled with the ugly and damaging. Half truths, even lies, worm their way into our hearts. Like mold has infected a work of art, this invasive darkness must be carefully removed so as not to damage the original and creative. This book is not a presentation of certainty. None of the examinations of lies results in a final or absolute view on a subject. Rather, they are tastes of larger conversations. Each chapter refers to a statement I once believed and from which I have transitioned. You may identify with some and not with others. You might agree or disagree with my conclusions. Some of these ideas may be deeply challenging, while others may seem naive and thoughtless. That is the wonder and uniqueness of our journeys, and the beauty of dialogue and relationship. If there is one man in Scripture with whom I most identify, it is the man born blind. My journey has been one of learning how to see, sometimes for the first time, and other times with greater clarity. While I have studied widely, I do not have the depths of many theologians who have given themselves to specific texts and ideas. I'm grateful for their work, and I read and I listen to them as gifts. What you are about